Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Hi, hello there. Welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to be having Laura Eigel on the podcast today. Laura is the founder of The Catch Group, a leadership coaching firm accelerating women into the C-suite. She's also the host of You Belong in the C-suite podcast, and she also has a book, and she is an author of Values First, which is how knowing your core beliefs can get you the life and career you want. I'm excited to have a conversation with her about values and how they affect our leadership and our businesses and even our personal lives as well. So Laura, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell our listeners maybe a little bit more about yourself. Thank you so much, Cam. I'm really excited to be here and to share this space with you today to talk about um, a topic that's just um, I could geek out about this for a while. So I hope I'm excited to to dig into our conversation. So yeah, my name is Laura Eigel and I am an organizational psychologist. I've had a over 20 year career in HR in different companies, Fortune 50 companies um, and um, consumer packaged goods. And then also I was the chief learning officer at YPO. So throughout my whole career, I have really built um, the leadership of others, um, which really aligns with my personal values of growth and development. Um, other things that are really important to me, I'm a mom of two boys, um, Mason and Nolan, they're seven and 10. And um, I've been married to my husband, Brian, for over 13 years. So that is another one of my core values, which is family. Um, and then throughout my career, I have really tried to lead by example. And so my other values show up um, in how I grow and develop others, how I am an achiever at heart, um, and through advocacy. So all of those are some of my core values. And I realized, you know, after I was in the the C-suite leading a big global team, um, this was when during the pandemic, like many other people are really trying to figure out what, what really matters to me. And I really felt that my growth and development and advocacy wasn't, I felt like a misalignment and it wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be. And so that's when I decided to to leave my big uh, corporate job and really do what I knew was kind of my calling is to to coach and develop leaders. And that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I have found so much fulfillment in teaching others to live and identify their values, understanding where they're not showing up and how to bring more of that to their lives through work with boundaries. And then most importantly, building their teams and their culture, whether you're an entrepreneur or still in corporate, you know, showing up and modeling your authentic leadership to then give others permission to do the same. And so that's what I do right now. I coach um, female leaders, um, both entrepreneurs and um, people in the C-suite 
And I teach them how to, you know, live a life of their values through their leadership, build those authentic teams. Um, And I do that through uh, individual coaching, group coaching, and then consulting with companies. That's incredible. And I love that all of it is really based and around your core values. Like that is the foundation. That's the start. And that's what you will always come back to. And I know in our company, especially during the pandemic and in times of really tough things, which everyone's going to go through tough seasons, whether it's in business or life, having these core values that ground you, that you bring you back to your foundation and back to really your general why, why are you doing this? And why are you living the life you're living or building the business that you're building is really so important. And I see so many companies, especially small businesses or businesses that are just starting out, they don't have these core values. And I know for myself, I did not have core values for a long time of my business until I realized I needed them. And I'm so glad that I found them and figured it out before the pandemic happened. Because if I didn't have these core values, when times hit the fan and things got really, really tough, it was hard to, I can't imagine not having them because I feel like if I didn't have these core values during these times, it'd be really hard to get up in the morning and go back to work without an end in sight of this hard, really, really tough thing. But having these core values grounds you and it brings you back to center. Yes. Oh my goodness. We are speaking the same language. I love (laughs) how you've just described that. That's exactly how I talk about it is this idea of it's a foundation and it is something that you can use through conflict. Absolutely. It's a, it's a guidepost It also serves as almost like a confidence in your roadmap, the confidence in the decisions that you're making, right? And so what I find is that at an individual level or at an organizational level, sometimes we think we know what our core values are and we name things like honesty, integrity, always doing the right thing. But those are kind of surface and don't really differentiate either yourself personally or your organization, your company. And um, what I'm finding is that, you know, pandemic has, whether you knew them or not, you were almost reevaluating them. So we're saying, hey, what are they really? And what I find is that not everyone is as clear as you are. So you knew what you yours were, you had them in place, and thank goodness, because it served that as the foundation as you went into you know, unprecedented change, but not everybody does. And I think that's the first step into all of this is really gaining clarity on what your core values are for yourself. And that might be individually, it could be at a, a personal kind of family unit. And then we could also talk about it as an organization. As I do work with organizations, I mean, they have, you know, the values that they've always had and they're like posted on the wall behind them, but people really don't know what they mean. They see the words. I call them words on walls. Like it's it's the words on the wall, but like, what does that really mean in action and in behavior? And so um, a lot there in terms of, of lots of different levels of values, but this simple way to describe it is what matters most to you? 
Like what is the, are these core beliefs that matter most to you? And how do you then identify those with enough clarity and behavior so that when you aren't meeting those, you know, and you can point to something and help diagnose it, whether it's a why or a misalignment to your why to figure out what's the right next step forward. So I think that's the the biggest thing there is I love that you have that clarity, but I think that's a common struggle is like, how do I even get clarity? Right. And I think what you were mentioning about these core values being just words on walls versus being really ingrained and through deep through into not only you, but your company and your team members as well is that you have to define what are these core values and how do we actually make these come about? So you could have a core value that says, you know, we're growth mindset. Well, what does that actually mean? And what does that mean not only for you, but what does it mean on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis? How does that actually get through to the people in your business and the people who do business with you that might not be internal with you? And I think that's really important to define. I think you're right. As you define the behaviors and then consistently show up the behave with those behaviors, that's where authentic leadership comes in, right? That's you being true and consistent to your values, to your personal values, to your company values. So if it's okay, I'd love to dig in on some examples of personal values, company values, of me and my company, and then maybe you and your company and how we use them in different ways just to give listeners some tangible examples. Yes, I think that'd be really great. Great. As we, as, as I talk about it in the book, I have a, a quick framework of how to get to values and how to use them. And so it's the acronym values spelled out. So the V stands for values first. That's where you identify it. The, the A for in values is for audit time. So that's where you're trying to see, am I actually living up to it? And where am I? And where are the gaps? The L is, it stands for life boundaries. So where do I need to put in some boundaries personally or potentially within the organization so that we are living up to these expectations? U is uplifting others. That's where you're modeling these behaviors. You're, um, you're allowing and giving others permission to live their values. E is for experiencing conflict. Just like you mentioned, Cam, you're using your values as that foundation to go back to when you do arise conflict in the marketplace or in individual, um, individual relationships or, or team dynamics. And then the S stands for sustaining values. So how do we set ourselves individually and as a company, how do we set ourselves up for success so that this isn't a one and done thing, but that we are living our values for the long haul. And that's how you really have this culture aligned to your values that you can say, these are the people that I want to attract to work here, to retain, and then extension of how we get our ideal clients and these really great customers that we have long-term relationships with. The first thing we do is the V is values first. I named it that for a reason because it all goes back to that naming, right? And so there's lots of ways to get to values. I'll share how I suggest. Um, and I have a, a tool that we can talk about, but there's assessments. There's lots of ways you can do it. I'm pretty analog, like just, hey, let's get out some pen and paper and let's think about a time and ask yourself two different questions. The first is, you know, think about a time that you were at your best. What was that like? 
and what, like describe the situation, like in detail, like who was there? What were you wearing? Um, what was the feeling associated with it? What were you doing? Right? So that's the first prompt. The second prompt is kind of the opposite. And, and it's tell me about a time where you were, you were uncomfortable when something was misaligned, when something was wrong in your gut, like, you know, those feelings that you're just like, I don't, I don't like it. Something's off. And I want you to, to write down what that feels like and what comes out of these prompts. If you give it a little bit of time, spend, you know, 10, 10 minutes or so total on this, what will come up are stories and feelings and themes. And from those themes, you'll start to pick out words and ideas. And so I'll give you an example. For me, when I, when I did this for myself, I wrote about being at my best was building relationships with others and being in a one-on-one -on -one coaching relationship where I'm learning and I'm asking the right question to then get the right insight from that leader. And they have this, you know, epiphany or aha moment, right? Those are the days that I just love my job so much. And so from that story, I pulled out the idea of growth, which is one of my values, and then also um, development because I love to develop others. Similarly, in my story of when I didn't feel great, um, it was a time in my career, it was this pivotal time where I wasn't, I was, I was in this really great job, really great team, and I was miserable. But I wasn't learning. And I talked about that in the in the um, the prompt. And so that shows, you know, hey, I wasn't getting that fulfilled, that idea of growth and development. So it just kind of reiterated that um, for me, in this moment of discomfort, that's really where you find clarity. And so sometimes those moments of discomfort is where you'll really be able to say, oh, that's really what matters to me. And so through that exercise, you can get to about five to seven core values and anything over seven, I would say is a bit too much just because it's hard to, that framework can't be too big, right? Because then it's, it's just so much, but that's where I think you should start is just personal values. And I will, I, I have the same values kind of inside and outside of work for myself personally. And then I have company values, which kind of overlap. We can talk about that in a minute, but that's the framework that I use to get clarity on my values. And there's a worksheet that I can make available um, that we'll put in the show notes that your uh, audience can download if that's helpful for them to get to their core values. But so I said a lot, but I want to, I want to know from you what resonated and then also how did you get to your core values? Yes. Yeah. And for sure, what she just said about a worksheet and freebie being in the show notes, please find that. Scroll down. You'll see a link in our show notes to grab that because what she is sharing is super helpful and it's so important that we actually take this seriously. So grab that freebie in our show notes for sure. And I like how you were talking because I'm the same way. We have our core values of our business and we have our core values for our personal lives or for our families. Um, we call our family core values a little different. We call them foundational values because it really is the foundation of what we are building as a family and, and where we're going. And there seems to be overlap, not only in my values between my company and my family, but in yours as well. And many other thought leaders that I've talked to about values in general is that there is overlap, especially when it's coming from the head of the company and the head of their household. And where those overlap. And it's really important to define that. However, they might look a little different 
because you're working with families, with children, with spouses, with partners in life. And then you also are dealing with employees and people who are looking inward at your business as well. And so the language might be a little different in the way that you explain your values, but the heart of the values and the core of those values may have some overlap. An example of what our values are is we've got, um, I'll give you our first one. At my company, we have work hard, live well. And then in my family, I also have work hard, live well, but it looks a little bit different. I'm going to read out loud for our, our listeners and for you to listen to how they are similar yet different because who you're talking to and who is receiving these core values will interpret it differently. And so at my business, it says we work hard, really, really hard. We are high achievers who do what needs to be done to complete the task at hand. We believe in being present where your feet are. When we're at work, we crush it. We produce big needle moving results. And when we're not at work, we live well, enjoy ourselves and reconnect with our personal values. And for our listeners, you can go all the way to episode one and listen about how we actually put that into practice in our company. And if you go episode one, you'll hear core value one, episode two, core value two, all the way through our sixth episode has all of our core values. So you can go back and listen to those. But how that is different for our family foundational values is it says our family works really hard at any task we are given or that may be a passion for you. We give it our all and pursue work, school, and activities with excellence and with good intentions. When we are not tasked with something, we remember who we are, what our values are, and we live well at home and together. And so you can see the difference between the two in that one is for a specific audience of adults who are in the working field. And then the other audience or people, because I don't really call my family my audience, but the people that make up my family are going to hear maybe my business core value, work hard, live well, differently. And they might not understand it. I don't think my four-year-old would understand we work hard and crush big needle moving results. She's probably going to say, what's that, mommy? I don't know what that is. But she might understand we work really hard at school. We work really hard at activities like soccer practice, or she really wants to do cheerleading this year. We're going to see what we do with that. But there's things that are going to relate differently to people of different ages and to people who have different priorities in their life, like school for children or for other people in other workplaces, whether it's adult children or maybe your partner in life they are going to have something different that they're working on than you. And so having things that relate to them are really important. And then in my signature online course, Rental Biz Academy, one of the very first things that we walk through in the online course is values. Because like we talked about at the very beginning of this episode, values are the foundation. They are incredibly important to have before bad times come and even before good times come because you need to know when to celebrate those things and how you will do that as a company. But what I teach in that course is the types of core values that you're going to want to have in your business have to do with a few things. They have to do with the culture of your team. They have to do with a deeper understanding of how you communicate through your company, not only internally, but externally as well. And as a whole, how it makes up the heartbeat of your company. And that these values over time also impact your business strategies in different areas of your business through many years ahead. And so these values shouldn't be 
just values you have today. And they shouldn't be something that you say, well, when I reach a certain revenue point or when I reach a certain employee point or when I reach a certain XYZ, you fill in your goal or your long-term kind of benchmarks of what you're working towards. Your value shouldn't be something that you say, when I reach that, then I need to change this core value. You want to set up these core values that they'll be streamlined and again, be the true foundation of your company to outlast the bad times, to outlast the good times, to outlast the huge milestones that you're working towards as a company. And sure, later on in life, because life changes, it's this ever changing and moving thing that we have, there might be slight tweaks or there might be slight words that you change, or maybe you add in or you take away a core value. But the core of your core values should remain consistent from day one to infinity, <laughs> like as long as you have your company. I love the point you just made, the idea that you do not wait until a certain time point because you are so right. It is, it's like infused and integrated into everything, into your culture, into your business strategy, into your products, into the how of your company. It's probably infused into all the programs that you build. It's infused in, um, in just the way that you achieve those big goals, right? And so it's a roadmap, not only for you as a, a founder, you know, as a leader, it's a roadmap for your people also. It's a roadmap and it gives a guidepost to your customers and they, they understand that that's the consistent experience. It's an extension of your brand, but it's deeper than that. And I love that it is a foundation because you're right. It not only shows you what to do in, you know, in the times that there might be conflict or misalignment, but there's also this idea of celebration and we're not doing that as much as we probably should in organizations. So even more so, it gives you a way to say, this is how we're going to celebrate our successes, right? On our learnings and all of the things. The other thing that I love that you said was the, kind of the evolution. And it's a question I get a lot is, hey, are these like, you know, you know, cemented like forever? And I think sometimes the idea of values is big and kind of heavy. Like, oh, if I don't get them right, I'm just not going to do them yet. Like, we'll wait till we're get big enough or our revenue reaches a certain number or whatever. And really, I would say, do not let that hold you back because yes, they will remain stable and consistent. But like you said, you might tweak words here or there. You might um, elaborate on something. You might refresh it. It could evolve. And so don't let that stop you from building it because you'll be missing out from what you could have achieved if you had done it from the foundation, like you said. Yeah. And we kind of both talked on it a little bit earlier that when you build these core values, you should see, okay, how do I actually put this into practice? Not only, you know, once a year, but how do you make this feel true without having to go back and look at your core values? And so even the evolution of your business from day one to day 5,000 could be the way that you put these into practice changes over time because you have different products or different services different team members or a different capacity that you are now serving in or your other team members are serving in. And so having the way that you do these core values and put these into practice, those certainly can change. And so can the actual parts of your core values. And something that you also talked about 
was these core values are not just for you. They're not just for the overall company, but it's also a really great guiding point for your team members and the people that go onto your team. And we're experiencing this in real time that as your team grows, it's harder to have that one-on-one touch point every single day with each team member. And so having these core values taught as soon as they join your team is incredibly important. And as a leadership team, whether it's yourself or a few people on your leadership team or in your C-suite of people, having these core values that go all the way down to every single person on your team gives them the ability to trust you with any decisions that you are making for the company. And so as a leadership team, we make it very, very apparent and explain to each of our teams that you can lean on your leadership team through the core values we have as a company, through the mission statement that we have as a company, and through some of our non-negotiables. Here are the things that you can lean into trust where there might be gaps of trust or gaps of communication. And maybe you don't agree with something that we do, but you can lean in that we have your back. We have what's best for the company because we are leaning on our core values, because we're leaning on these non-negotiables and because we're leaning on these mission statements for the company. We're not just going to go make a decision out in the nowhere and not think about our core values. It is ingrained in our company. And so if someone comes up with, hey, this department is struggling, we need to make some shifts in this department or in this process that we're doing, our leadership team will then go and say, okay, Does this align with, are we working hard, but also allowing them to live well? Are we allowing celebration to happen? Are we allowing this to be a community-oriented thing that we're doing? Is this out of servant leadership? Like, how is this aligning, this decision that we're doing? How are we still being aligned with our core values and not straying away from those? And so it does lead your teams and the people to allow you to lead and have trust filled in those gaps. I love everything that you just said. It is so important. Like you said, it's an extension of team. And so leaders can't be everywhere, right? But your values can be. And so the, I think you mentioned a lot of really great points there. I'm, I'm going to highlight a couple of the best practices that I just witnessed you say. First and foremost is this idea of um, anchoring to core values in all decisions, right? And so we talked about that at a personal level. You can also do that and intentionally build in time as you're making decisions as a leadership team, anchor back to those values, Um, do a scan of them. Are we living our values here, right? And that should be a question of intentionality that you ask always when you're making big decisions within the business. How are you rolling something out to employees? How are you rolling something out to customers? If you're changing product line, organizational structure, those kinds of things. Going back to values is a key decision point that high functioning leadership teams do often. So I love that you guys are doing that. The other thing is um, this idea of the team feeling a personal connection, I think cannot be underscored. So this idea that, you know, you are... If you're living your values, that is the culture that you are building. Like that is that permeates everything, whether the leader is in the room or not. 
And so I think it's really important to what you mentioned, this idea of onboarding, creating and distilling and ensuring understanding and what those behaviors are as soon as an employee starts, the sooner the better, so that they can then see what is expected. What are those non-negotiables? Where do they have room for flexibility? And what does it look like here, both written and unwritten rules? But then where do they connect? Where do they, like, what values do they personally connect with most to the company's values? Because it is not by coincidence that a a team member will be called to work for a certain organization. That's what we want, right? We want similarities. We don't want everybody to be the same because we love and we know that, you know, diversity gives us lots of benefits from a business point of view. So you will have individual differences, which is wonderful, but you'll also have common similarities and where those come in will really be important to continue employee engagement for your team, especially if you're not always in the room, right? So they know what to anchor back to. And it's a really great discussion to have with each team member at a team level. What are their personal values? Just so that you can get to know each other more. But then what values of theirs overlaps most with the company values? And that will, as a leader, that will give you more indication of what motivates them, right? If you see them being disengaged, how do you re-engage them, right? How do you ensure that, you know, they're, that they're contributing? And um, they probably are, but not everybody's always on their A game. And some of those times, whether it's personal difficulties or the market pandemic, all the things, all, all of these um, individual and team conversations gives you more just of an insight into the motivations for each team member and as a culture. Yeah. One of the things that we ask either in interviews or on their first day or first couple days is what core value, now that you've learned our core values, how we put these into place, what's your favorite one and what do you align most with? And I think that's really important to not only hear, but also mark down. So it can not only be something that you remind them of or keep them accountable to, but then it gives you a little insight into where they are at and what um, is important to them. And so if you do face something that's a struggle, you can say, well, you know, servant leadership was their favorite core value. And so how can I encourage them in that? And how can I help them lead out where they're at? Really, really important. Yeah. And all of that then, you know, the culture then permeates not just for leaders and the leadership team, but then to the entire company. And then that permeates to uh, interactions with customer, right? Yeah, that is. Something that was really important, I thought, in my company recently, and we've had a, I've had this happen now twice in the last couple months, is I'll be having a conversation or having a lunch with someone, and they'll ask me, they'll say something about, you know, I've read your core values, and it's really cool to see them out in, you know, out to play, and like I can see why you chose these things, and it helps me understand your business more. And when we built our core values. You're like, oh, they're going to be on our website for people to see. We're going to have some podcast episodes about them. And we're going to mention them a few times through captions and through social media and all of that. But how do we actually live that out? And it's really cool now years into this process of having these core values and really coming back to them to see not only our team members knowing those core values, but people who are outside of our team, people who own different companies who have their own core values who can say, oh my gosh, I saw... John on your on your warehouse team. I saw him deliver these things and 
man, he was such a servant leader and it was so good to see that and how he really, you know, X, Y, Z did these things and to be the owner of the company and hear someone say that I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes my heart feel so good because I've worked so hard for these core values and I've worked hard to instill this into other people on my team. And now it's floating outside of the team. Now it's flowing to where people see it without even going to my website and seeing our core values. I love that. Especially when it's reflected back from like a vendor or a partner, then you know, you Mm -hmm. are doing the right thing and it's a consistent message and most importantly, consistent behavior. And, um, wow, what a, what a wonderful reflection of what started as, you know, your core values. It's now permeated all the way to these relationships. Right. And the way that you do that is exactly what we've been talking about is figuring out what these core values are being integrated in them, figuring out ways how you can make this happen and really embody these core values. And if you don't do that work with your team, when they're hired and even after they're hired on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, then those things aren't going to happen. And so not only is it good, like we're talking about, to have core values, to define core values, but also how do you get that to be something that someone on your team that you don't really talk to every single day, how does that person now embody your core values. Yeah. And I, I love how you mentioned it, it. Again, it goes back to consistency of behavior. And as a leader, showing up authentically in your own core values and modeling those is one of the most powerful ways that we can show people you know, how to, what it looks like in action. But then it also, and most importantly, it gives them permission to do the same. And I think that permission uh, for authenticity and for living our values is what sometimes people aren't sure of, like, what's okay here? What's not okay? And how does it, what does it actually look like here? And, and that is the, the kind of the intentionality and also just reiterating like, Hey, this is the decision that we made. And then you anchor back you all like it's not, sometimes it sounds like you might be talking about it too much, Right. But really, you're, there's no amount of times that you can talk about values that is too much, I would say. Because again, you're anchoring back to what's most important here. And that's all, again, integrated in everything else. So as a leader with your teams, don't underestimate saying, and we decided to do this because of this core value, or this is this value and action, and always anchoring back very intentionally in key meetings and key decisions and just everyday interactions. And that modeling is how it gets those behaviors to stick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Is there any other last tips or things that people listening to this episode can now go do now that they've heard why they're important, how they're important, all these things? What is the listener's next step in either defining these or putting what their already core values are into action? Yeah, I would say the first step is to gain clarity. So we mentioned before the worksheet. If you think you have core values, I love the the intentional act of just reviewing them. And are those still our core values um, at the individual and organizational level? And then just rooting yourselves back into those behaviors that we talked about. And one really easy question that you can ask yourself is, what does success look like for this value in behavior? 
So I guess it's two things. What are those core values? Identify them. And then what does success look like? I love that. That is incredible. Well, this has been such a great conversation and I am so excited for the listeners and for anyone this episode reaches to get to hear your heart and core values and why they are really the first thing, like your book talks about, it's values first, not values fifth, and why it's so important to have these, not only for your company, but for your personal life as well. It's just going to ground so much. So I'm so excited that we've had this conversation. Well, thank you so much for sharing the space to talk about it. And I love talking to other leaders who are so value centered because I think it reaps so many benefits. So thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. Of course. Well, thanks so much, Laura. And as a reminder, you can grab that freebie that Laura has put together for us in our show notes. So scroll down grab that freebie and start working on your business today. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week.